Hey everyone, welcome to episode 248 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. For Randy and Andy, let me tell you, it is 8.55 on Tuesday evening. <laughs> I, normally this is about the time I'm, I'm putting the, the little one to bed and, you know, my, my wife and my older daughter, you know, they're sitting down to do something together and, you know, I, I'm just sitting down to edit at this point and here, here we are <laughs> uh, recording. Because of this little thing called the loop, it's something upcoming this Sabbath, March the 6th at 9 or 9.30. Gosh, 930. I should, I should know this, 9.30. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been a long day. It, call time was 8 this morning, and I just walked in the door and uh, <laughs> got into the home studio and sat down, so the brain's a little bit fried this evening. But anyway, <laughs> a new interactive worship service that I think you're really, really going to love and something that we're going to support wholeheartedly here at the podcast and at the church and hope that you'll join us. And if there's a chance that you know someone that hasn't found a church home or maybe would never step foot inside of a church building, but it's looking for some community, especially during this COVID time, this might be an opportunity for something that they can tune into that's going to be fun. It's going to be interactive, a chance for them to let their voice be heard without having to be there in person. Sometimes people get a little shy around microphones or in front of other people. So this is a good <laughs> way to, especially for the introverts among us, to maybe be involved. So tune in. It's wholelife.church slash live, and you can watch that this Saturday morning at 930, and we would love to hear your feedback. All right, on to this week. Since we're late, we'll try to get to everything here as quickly as we can, but not to not to go over it, but, but Andy, man, stored treasure. We all have treasures we store. Where do you store yours? And... I don't know. Um, you know, so many people, this is something that I I don't know how you talk to people about this and get an honest answer. <laughs> because in, yeah. in, in in all my time, I mean, all my time, I'm going to be 50 this year, but, you know, almost a half a century. Most people don't want to really talk about money. They don't want to talk about finances. They don't want to talk about how much they make how much they give, where they give, where they, I mean, I know people that won't even tell you where they bank. They're that paranoid. <laughs> and there's other people that are just like, it is none of your darn business. It, yeah. You know, and I'd have people come into my office as a financial advisor to assist with retirement planning and taxes, long-term care, all these kinds of things, life insurance, end-of-life planning, you know, really just making sure that you, at worst, you're not leaving yourself a burden onto society and you're not leaving yourself a burden to your family. So at the very least of it, you can look at it that way. And some people are like, nope. I've had people that have come into my office and say, I can't keep anything that the bank gives me. I can't even keep interest. I got to send it back at the end of the year. I'm like, I'd like to know how you do that, honestly, yeah. because, you know, and in their investments, like, no, no, I just want to, what I put in is what I have. I don't, I don't want any growth. And I'm like, well, that's not the way it works. I mean, I, 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 I wish there was, and there was a way that I could keep that commission, you yeah, know, put somehow. Your, put in your mattress if you want to not have it grow. <laughs> right. And so there are so many variances in how people see money. But the one common thing is it's mine. And I don't really, I, I really don't want you to know anything about it. How do we have these conversations without people immediately having that guard up and to be oh, able they, to listen? They put the guard up immediately. If you want the church to be quiet, talk about money. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, I think it was really interesting um, 
the sort of the angle we came at to it this, this time and talking about how that, you know, I've had people come in my office over the years and confess all kinds of amazing things, um, some really, <laughs> you know, crazy stuff. But I've never but I never had anybody call me up and say, hey, I want to come talk to you because I'm because I suffer from greed. <laughs> <laughs> What? Never, never, no, never no, happened. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> but why does it seem, though, that there's always something that we that we need or, you know, we will. It, man, if I won the lottery, you know, then mm-hmm. boy, watch watch what I would give because it'd be easy. And I think we missed that point that giving from the bountiful and the the surplus is easy, right? Anybody can do that. It's when right. you have to give like the the widow that gave her last two mites and it's like, well, yeah, that's it. Now now what? Now now yeah. what are you gonna do? That's where, you know, faith and a little bit of pain and <laughs> all that other stuff that goes along with it. And I I we just you know, we all we all treasure something. Hmm. And that's that really that really I think is important for us to recognize, and and Jesus just teaches clearly uh, the principle that is real. It's just he just sort of sharing reality that our where our treasure is that's where our hearts will go, and the converse is also true. Where what it has our heart will eventually get our treasure. That's an important part to remember for ourselves. And you know what 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 do we treasure? And typically, and I, I talked about this in the message, you know, typically we we, uh, we we use this text, we read it in churches, and then we say, yeah, so really the only place to have safe heavenly treasures is to bring all your money to give it to the church, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And um, it was fascinating to me to, to really look at the text from a whole different angle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's not saying as well that people might be – I don't know. I the the conversation about who's wealthy. Well, that depends on your perspective. Mm-hmm. If you're someone that you might be making as a family, you know, let's say you're making sixty thousand dollars a year, and then you look at the person that's making maybe a hundred or a hundred and twenty or hundred and fifty, go, man, they're wealthy. But you know, the- it's really interesting. I was talking to one of our members afterwards, um, and he he had just read a study. I don't know what the source is, but anyway, where they 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 asked these people, they said, you know, look, would you rather get $150,000 a year as your salary or $45,000 a year as your salary? Now, if you, if you get 150000 as your salary, all your friends will get, you know, some number significantly more than that. And if you get, if we pay you 45000 all your friends would be making maybe 30-something thousand. Which would you take? And people actually chose to make the 45,000 so they could be above their peers. Oh, man. Oh, man. That, yeah, that, that, that's that, crazy. <laughs> why, would you, why would you trade whatever level be, of because, financial security to, to, to prove you're better you than someone else or yeah. because you think you're better? Right, and that's oh, and that's and that's part of the things that that greed sort of blinds us to. We begin to actually um, build hierarchies of value and significance based upon how much money a person makes. Oh, that's yeah, and for sure. So, 
people that we, we tend to look down on, people that make a lot less than us, like those poor people, they if they would just get their act together, sure. blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And then we look with envy to anybody that makes more than we do and thinking, oh, God, you know, well, if I could just make what they make. Yeah. You know, well, I'd, have, I'd have it made then. Yeah. Oh, but- and. It's just really it's 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 it's, a, it's sort of sad on all ends. <laughs> well, and the funny part is I don't know why that we don't naturally assume or I guess maybe we figure we have these people figured out, but I know a lot of people that are way wealthier than I am. Mm-hmm. Way wealthier than a lot of people are and maybe way wealthier than most people are. And of those people that I've met, some have been clients, some have been uh, friends, some have been family members, and you when when you start to get down to the the nitty gritty of it, so to speak, really what you find out is the overwhelming majority of them, at least in my experience, have been they've been very generous. It's mm-hmm. almost what propels them to be successful. Because we learn something from that, you know. Right. Because to me, I've had people tell me they're like the best thing. It's almost like the Dave Ramsey thing. You know, you you live like no other, meaning you live poor as dirt until you get your debt paid off and then you start building your wealth. He's like, you live like no other. So later you can live like no other and you can be generous like no other. And I, I think that that is genuinely true, because if you think about all the times, even those of us that would consider ourselves, you know, not certainly not wealthy. Um, but I did like, however, in the message, how you kind of laid it out that if you live, if, if you live in America, on that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you live in America, you're wealthy. Just shut up. That's yeah. all there is yeah. to it, right? Well, when, I mean, when 70% of the world's wealth is held by 5% of the world's population, which is basically the USA. Yep. And if you're a professional person in the USA, you're in the top 20% of that 5%. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, I mean, we don't think we have any money, but then when you realize there are people, lots, I mean, billions of people that don't make in a year what you make in a month. In a month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it, it just, you, you find that these people are like, they're planning to give. Like, that's almost mm-hmm. what their life revolves around. And sure, someone, the cynical say, well, that's a, it's a tax break. Well, okay, so be it. But yeah. at, but if you if someone is making half a million dollars and they're giving away, you know, $100,000, $150,000, plus they're saving for their retirement, they're making sure they're not a burden on society yeah. and they're doing all these things, that's not what Jesus is talking about here. That's actually good things. Yeah. But because yeah. the the motive behind it is is to help others, and I wonder if the same increase that you know numbers seem they skew things because someone can say, well, that that's a big number to me, and when you look at percentages, you know, if you don't make a lot of money and say, I got a ten percent raise, if you're making fifty thousand, and you go, well, I got a ten percent raise, what's that? That's five thousand dollars. But if I go, yeah. you know, if I if I'm making a hundred thousand, it's like, well, that's ten thousand dollars, right? And well, ten thousand. <laughs> but yeah, you got the same, you know, same. No, they made double what I got. No, you'll get <laughs> all percentages, <laughs> right? Right. So you know, it's it's that kind of thinking with money that we it's so easily manipulated that it can make us immediately turn into somebody crazy. And when you said that it sneaks up on us and it just does like it disguises itself so we don't see it. And you said, you know, no one's ever come into my office to say, hey, I got a yeah. problem, Andy. I'm, I'm greedy. But the, even just the little things that you can point to that you know you're greedy in, 
doesn't have yeah. to always be money. Right. But if you're greedy in some stuff and you're just, but money's not your problem. And I'm like, ah, probably well, you know, not. It, it, that, in the middle of that passage where Jesus talks about having this clear eye or this single eye and this bad eye, um, and, and when we realize those words actually mean having a generous eye or a stingy yes. eye, yeah. and you think about, you know, don't even think about money at all. Just think about how you relate to people, you know, who push your buttons wrong or whatever, you know. Do you have a generous eye toward them or do you have a stingy eye toward them, you know? And it's really, really important. I. For me, the big learning of the message, really for me, was the whole concept that heavenly treasure is really not what I've always been taught it was, you know, about me giving money to the church. Um, I mean, I'm not against people giving money to the church. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What, a pastor? What? But, But to really think about there's really only, you can't serve both God and money. There can only be one thing at the top. Right. You know, so what are you going to really, really treasure? I mean, you know, Matthew six thirty three. If you, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and everything else you need is going to be added unto you. That's a pretty big deal, and uh, and so it just you know, thinking about what we treasure even more maybe than the whole money aspect. Excuse me, it's time to ask my bedtime. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I I've always looked at this as I, I guess I've never felt like. I should be jealous of anyone or, you know, someone that makes more Mm -hmm. than me or whatever. But I've always, I guess I've always looked at it from a time, talent and treasure, because I think we each have our certain uh, maybe surpluses that we could do. Maybe we don't have a lot of money, but we have time. And how are we, are we greedy with our time? Do we give our time to God? Do we open ourselves and make ourselves available to him to use in whatever ways? Whether that's helping somebody with manual labor or just listening or talking or, you know, whatever it might be that they need. And then whatever talent you have, I mean, what do you, what can you give to God and to the kingdom, even if it's not money? And you usually find that even if someone, like the people that have the money part down, seems like they have the other parts down too. It seems like money is the, is the big that, Seems to be yeah, the big stumbling if, block. If you can get where you clearly are not a slave to money, then a, the a lot of things better. fall into place. They really do. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. well, I think we have to recognize that our whole culture pushes us to be a slave to money. And for good reason, yeah. no. right? I mean, that's the devil. I mean, that's him making sure that we need to have the latest and the greatest and, well, you know, class warfare. Shouldn't we have what yeah. maybe someone else? Because I, I deserve yeah. it. And we be- they don't and, even know what I've been through. And we believe it will be more significant if we get it. And we think we will be secure if we have it and that it can be our safety net if we have it. And um, and that's never true. No, I just one of my one of my dear friends uh, uh, is uh, now in California. Just found out this evening that you know, he probably had to have emergency open heart surgery today. That wasn't on his oh, schedule. But, you know, no. you can have a billion dollars in the bank. It ain't going to solve that problem. You know, it's not, not going to be your security. It's not going to. It's not going <sighs> to be the answer. Uh, this one is really humbling, though, because there, in so many ways, even if you don't find yourself maybe with a money hang up, or you don't find, or don't think, or don't feel like you're greedy. There's always that temptation to 
want what somebody else has or just dream a little bit about and you know those can get taken you know way out of context way too fast right. you get on that that bubble <laughs> and it's going to burst that somehow what somebody else has or if i only had this or i only had that with the heavenly treasure, when you stop to think about all the times that you and God are at your best, whenever you have spent that time and whenever you have really reached out to make that effort and to be in communication, to you know, really foster that friendship to the best that you know how. And yeah, a lot of times that's when life gets a little rough because the devil's like, whoa, whoa, you know, <laughs> let's throw a little something in your way to make sure that, you know, this whole thing doesn't get too far out of hand. But when you when you have those times and then you look at what your treasure is, it's never the same as when you're in those other times where you just don't have as much room in your life for God. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you look back at those, it always amazes me when I get sidetracked, whether it's time, talent, or treasure, because Sure. You know, yeah. I, I, for, to me, the, the treasure is not that much. So it's easy. It's like, well, it's already spent before I do much. <laughs> so, you know, I, that's not it. But, you know, for me, it's the time is trying to find enough time for family and work and God and, and you know, just your, your, your marriage and then your kids, you know, so you can subdivide your family time and, you know, all these kinds of things where you just, you know, and I'm not very good at that. I haven't been. And you start to look at those and you're like, man, the more I'm with and I foster that relationship with God, the better those get too. Sure. So why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we just just listen on that one and just give it to yeah. God, right? Maybe, just like everything else. Maybe put him at the top. <laughs> man, man, at the top. Yes, yes. Prioritize. Yeah, that mm. sounds like a good one. Well, this one, again, it's just one of those things. And all of these have been really challenging and really difficult. And hence the series. Then I like the way you ended it saying, you know, I want to make sure that you don't misunderstand what we've been, you know, my intentions of this, that really it isn't all that hard if you just give it to Jesus. You know, like you said, reprioritize, put him at the top and all these become a whole lot easier. That's right. But I'm glad for these these messages because it are on all of these. They're very easy things that if we're just, you know, staying in tune, we're staying in, in our time with God, they can be manageable and they can even be something we do very well in. But we have to remember that they're there so that, you know, the greed isn't sneaking up on us and these other things aren't taking us and putting blinders on so that we don't see them. So I think this was just yeah. a really, really good message series. Right. Well, good. Glad you enjoyed it, Randy. Yeah. Well, this week, one of our Whole Life Takeaways asked, what is something you rightfully treasure that could compete with treasuring God? And, you know, uh, superficial things come to mind and you go, ah, eh, no, they're not really. And I thought, you know what? My treasure is pretty predictable. Probably not that far from probably most of you listening. My family, you know, my wife, yep. my daughters, mm -hmm. my immediate and extended family, even some friends that aren't blood family, but they're definitely family. And it's really difficult to give those proper order when you can see, touch and interact with them in real time as, as we know it. And then God seems sometimes just a little bit different, a little more distant. And it's not the same as sitting across the table over a cup of coffee with a friend from, you know, how many years. But there's also that familiarity that the more you're in your Bible and the more that you pray and the more that you see God working in your life and answering your prayers and you start to realize that it is the same. It's different. It's different, but it is the same, that same feeling, that same I can count on, that same belief, that faith grows. And all of a sudden you find yourself with a different attitude and a different outlook. Yeah. 
All right. What about you? What treasure do you find in your life that may compete with treasuring God? And let us know, as always, voicemail or text 407-965-1607 or podcast at wholelife.church by email. And our final thoughts are from Andy's messages past week. And I I picked a couple pieces because I thought they all worked really well together. He said, make Jesus your treasure. If you do, you'll be free from the tyranny of money and materialism as your master. And you'll be able to love rich people into a lifelong friendship with God because you no longer envy them. And you'll be able to love poor people into a lifelong friendship with God because you don't look down on them. And when you are treasuring Jesus, laying up treasure in heaven, clearly you only have one master and it isn't money. You'll be giving your money away joyfully, deliberately happy. Treasure Jesus and you are laying up treasure in heaven. Seems, you know, keep it simple. I like that. Messed up a lot of good stewardship sermons, but I think it's true. (laughs) Well, at this point, what do you care? That's right. That's right, because this week we begin the final four. Um, that's what we should have called it. No, it's, it's called Four Things to Remember. That's it. Uh, this is somebody else's problem now. And he's like, I've done more of those sermons than I can. And I think that unique perspective really did give us a different way to think about that. So, all right. So that's right. New series and it's Things to Remember and it's Fix Your Eyes on Jesus. Is that right yep, this week? It is. Okay. How so do you do that? That's going to so. begin our final countdown of the last four. Man, yeah. There we It'll go. It'll go by quick. You know what else is going to go by quick, Andy? What's that? As soon as you hang up and you walk over to your bed and you get under the covers, you're going to go right to sleep. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week. As always, every Tuesday evening is Speaking of Grace. Next Wednesday, we'll be back for episode 249, and we begin that countdown. So thanks for listening, and have a great week.